0: Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Avoid pandemic paper delays. Use e-file with direct deposit for faster refunds as IRS prepares to open 2020 filing season. IR 2021-35 February 11, 2021, Washington. With filing season opening on February 12. Once again, with filing season opening on February 12th, the Internal Revenue Service urged taxpayers to take some simple steps to help ensure they file accurate tax returns and speed their tax refunds to avoid a variety of pandemic-related issues. Although every year the IRS encourages taxpayers to e-file their returns and use direct deposit to receive refunds, to, the, to those taxpayers who have previously not used e-file, the IRS emphasizes using it this year to avoid paper-related processing delays. So once again, the IRS has been pushing pretty hard for some time to try to get everybody on the e-file process and get everything done electronically. And now they're, of course, looking to get the direct deposit to be to be done as well, as, as opposed to issuing the paper check to give them the banking information for that but obviously, with the pandemic happening at this point in time, they have increased the the push towards that. If you paper file, then it's more likely that there's going to be a delay for the paper filing. Obviously, if you're looking for a refund and you want to get the refund as soon as possible, then you want to make the IRS happy. That means you want to e-file. That means you want to give them the banking information so they can give you the direct deposit so that they don't have to process the paper return, which could have a lag to it. And they don't have to issue a paper check which once again will will cause some manpower over there (laughs) as opposed to the electronic transfer they may be able to do you know while maintaining social distancing rules and and that kind of thing if you owe money then again you might you might not care as much you might say okay i'll go ahead and paper file if i owe money send it in and send them a check with it and if it if they don't cash the check for a while and they don't process the return for a while as long as you're not charged penalties and interest because you issued the tax return on time you may be okay with that, but even in that situation, it's kind of nice to e-file it because they give you that that verification that they have received it, so you, can, you don't have to worry about that as much. And if they get the payment, you don't have to worry about you know it got lost in the mail because if it does, then of course they charge you penalties and interest on it possibly, and that's and that's not good. So taxpayers can file electronically by using a tax professional, IRS Free File, or other commercial tax preparation software. So, you're filing options at this point in time. They have the IRS free file. So, if you have a fairly basic return, then you might be able to do it with the IRS free file. You can go to the website, there's a link to that here, or to the IRS website. Just type in free file. That will then give you kind of an interview process from the IRS to see what your needs are. And then it'll take you to the third party softwares, which have the free filing options. It looks to me like you know, the IRS, the government basically pressured the major the major third-party distributors of tax softwares to give a free file option for adjusted gross incomes under a certain level. And so they, they all, you know, some of the big software providers do offer that now. And you can kind of, but, they, but the requirements differ for them. So if you're under a certain AGI threshold, you can do that. If you have a, a more complex return, you might still want to use those proprietary softwares because they help you with the with the interview process to kind of walk through the return if you have a more complex return such as now you got a schedule c business or something like that that can lead to more complexity or you you know you have multiple incomes or your adjusted gross income is over a certain threshold or you have uh, itemized deductions then you might want a tax preparer not just so that you can get through the first current filing season but so that you can then plan for the future because your taxes look like they're going to be complex, possibly enough that you would want more than just to meet the immediate need, which may include tax planning in the future, any help if the IRS comes back and asks questions about things, and so on and so forth. So the IRS caution paper file uh, tax returns and paper checks. Will take long, even longer than year due to a variety of reasons. One more time, the IRS caution paper filed tax returns and paper checks will take even longer this year due to a variety of reasons. So they're saying, hey, you know, they always take longer when you do the paper filing and to issue the checks, but they're gonna take even longer this year because of, we're assuming, the pandemic related stuff. So taxpayers have until Thursday, April 15, 2021 to file their 2020 tax return and pay any tax owed. The IRS expects to receive more than 160 million individual tax returns this year with 9 out of 10 returns filed electronically. At least 8 out of 10 taxpayers get their refunds by using the direct deposit. So those are the two things they want. Most people are doing it electronically at this point in time. The software has gotten, you know, it's gotten kind of to the norm. I remember at one time that people were kind of concerned with the e-file process and they were still paper filing possibly for security purposes and reasons. But it looks like at this point in time that it's kind of like the norm to file electronically. And if you have access to the, uh, the software, then you have the ability to do so. And then once again, also with a direct deposit at one point in time. Probably some people would have thought that, you know, I don't want to give people my routing number, my bank account number to put into the tax return and then send it electronically. But again, everything is online at this time. Banking is online. So it seems that most people are are comfortable with that at this point, too. So, quote, the pandemic has created a variety of tax law changes and has created some unique circumstances for this filing season, end quote, said IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick, quote, to avoid issues, the IRS urges taxpayers to take some simple steps to help ensure they get their refund as quickly as possible, starting with filing electronically and using direct deposit. Quote, filing months of hard work, uh, we are ready to start this year's tax season, end quote. Reddit added, quote, getting to this point is always a year round effort for the IRS and the, and the nation's tax community. Uh, doing it in a continuing COVID-19 environment while simultaneously delivering stimulus payments for the nation is an unprecedented accomplishment by the IRS employees. I also want to thank all our tax partners and tax professionals for their hard work that makes tax times smoother for the nation. All of us stand ready to serve America's taxpayers during this important filing season." End quote. Wage and Investment Commissioner and Chief uh, Taxpayer Experience Officer Ken Carbon provides an in-depth perspective on how the IRS is preparing for a successful filing season in the A Closer Look column. So you can go to the A Closer Look column here if you so choose. There's a link to it. Uh, Be tax ready. Review pandemic-related changes. Last year's sweeping set of tax changes not only affected individuals and their families, but may also affect tax returns they're filing this year. So obviously there's been some pretty recent fairly large uh changes and so you want to make sure that uh, you're taking those into into consideration when filing the tax return. A new IRS fact sheet explains what taxpayers need to know to file a complete and accurate tax return. There's a link to that fact sheet here. The IRS recognizes that filing this year may be a challenge May be challenging for some taxpayers and it's important to understand how to claim credits and deductions get a refund timely and meet all tax responsibilities recovery rebate credit helps people still eligible for the economic impact payment so the recovery rebate credit new thing unique to this year so for those who may be eligible for the stimulus payments they should carefully review the guidelines for the recovery rebate credit so a quick overview of the recovery rebate credit the two rounds of the economic impact payments, round one and round two, went out in 2020. You can think of those as actually prepayments of a credit that was going to be on the 2020 tax return. But rather than waiting for the, for the 2020 tax return, they prepaid the credits. So the government sent out the payments in advance of filing the tax return, of course. And that's the, the round one and round two of the economic impact payments. If there were any problems with the round one or round two of the economic impact payments, in other words, you got less than what you should have got, then you should be able to reconcile that problem in the 2020 tax return by figuring out what you should have gotten based on 2020 information, even though the prepayments went out based on 2019 and 2018 information, right? You should base it on 2020 because that's where the credit's tied to. And then if there's any difference between that and what you received, then you should get that difference in the form of the recovery rebate credit. That's my general kind of recap uh, of, of that process. People that might not have received the economic impact payments round one, round two, may be people that didn't file the tax return in prior years. They didn't need to possibly. So, so they might have to file the tax return this year. It may be people who had adjusted gross incomes that were high enough that the, that the economic impact payments were less than the total amount. However, in 2020, it's quite possible that people's incomes are much lower <laughs> and therefore they may qualify for the more of the of the economic impact payments and therefore get a recovery rebate credit in that situation if you were a dependent last year in 2019 for example and uh, you're not a dependent in 2020 for example you were a student or something like that who was a dependent last year and you're not a dependent this year then you might not have got any economic impact payments but in reality if you base it on 2020 then you're you're independent and then you may have should have gotten the economic impact payments based on that threshold and therefore again you might get access to the recovery rebate credits in that situation note again tax software is really helpful (laughs) for these types of things like you know if i was a dependent what would be the you know refund if i was not a dependent if i was independent what would be the you know you can kind of figure those things out with the software and do some do some tax projections with it just to get an idea of of what these types of things are doing and again you can get access to possibly free software if your income level is under a certain threshold which is worth taking a look at so most people receive economic impact payments automatically and anyone who received the maximum amount does not need to include any information about their payment when they file so if you got the right economic impact payment and most people hopefully did then it shouldn't be a problem you shouldn't have to really do anything on the tax return the assumption is that it got it they got it right but if it didn't get it right, then you, you, then you need to do something to get the difference. However, those who didn't receive a payment or only receive a partial payment may be eligible to claim the recovery rebate credit. There's a link to the recovery rebate credit here when they file their 2020 tax return. Tax preparation software, including the IRS free file, will help taxpayers figure the amount new language preferences to help taxpayers additionally this year for the first time form 1040 and 1040 sr there's links to those forms here are available in spanish and the irs has a new form there's a link to the new form allowing taxpayers to request that they receive information from the irs in their preferred language so if you prefer to receive information from the irs in spanish or possibly other languages that are available then you can go to this new form link and request the IRS to do that so they can give you the correspondence in the language that is preferred to you. I believe the form 1040 and 1040-SR at this point in time is only in uh, English and Spanish at this point in time. So the schedule LEP, request for change in language preference, will allow taxpayers to request information in some 20 different languages uh, besides English. The IRS also wants to remind taxpayers of other important changes that could impact their tax return this year. Remember to factor in retirement plan distributions. Some taxpayers find it necessary to take coronavirus-related early distributions from 401k plans and traditional IRAs in 2020. So note that uh, if money was short, obviously, in 2020, and you need money, and you're saying, okay... I have money in my IRA, my retirement plan, some type of retirement plan, like a 401k plan or an IRA. I'm not supposed to take it out. That's kind of like the deal that, that happens when you, when you set up an IRA and put money into an IRA, a traditional IRA. The deal is basically usually this. You're going to put money into the IRA. You get a tax benefit when you do so, and then, and then you can't take it out. It's locked in there until retirement, basically. I mean, You can take it out, but you get penalized under normal conditions. So it's kind of locked in there until retirement because the bent, the idea from the government is to try to kind of incentivize people to save for retirement by giving a tax benefit for putting money into a 401k plan or an IRA, which basically kind of locks or puts restrictions on taking the money out of, of those of those areas. So basically you're not paying taxes on that money when you put it in and you kind of defer the tax until you take it out. So when you take the money out then, you typically owe taxes on it it's kind of like income to you because you basically didn't pay income on it when you put the money into the 401k plan or the ira and if you take it out early you could be subject to penalties on top of that as well so so one you've got income now because you took the money out of the ira so now it's kind of like wages it's, it's similar to that right you got an income on it and two you could be subject to a 10 percent penalty unless there's some reason that you can waive the the penalty for taking the the money out early so under the cares act the c-a-r-e-s act those distributions up to 100,000 are not subject to the 10% additional tax that otherwise generally applies to distributions made before an individual reaches age 59 and a half so the penalty you know you should be able to be in a circumstance where you can kind of waive the penalty the added 10% penalty and you might say okay great i can take money out of the IRA now but uh, there's still the issue of the fact that you put money into the IRA and you got a tax benefit by, by not paying taxes on it, basically. And when you take the money out, you still kind of have to include it in income because it's basically a deferred type of, of situation. So you got you to recognize the fact when you take the money out, you, even though you might not be subject to the penalty, you may still owe taxes on it. So in addition, a coronavirus-related distribution, there's a link to that here, can be included in income in equal installments over a three-year period so they're going to give a benefit to that as well in terms of when you take the money out it has to be included in income but there's a, but they're saying okay we don't want to like like kind of put it all in one year possibly because they might need it this year but maybe we want to uh allocate it over to future years and that possibly could lower the amount that would be uh, like it could decrease your your uh progressive tax rates by claiming less income you know each year because the more income you claim each year, the higher progressive tax rates you might be in. So if they can allow you to take money out this year, which you might be able to use maybe for future years as well, waive the 10% penalty and not recognize the whole thing in the year you took it out, but possibly recognize it over a time frame. So if you took money out uh, of an IRA or a 401k plan, make sure that you have this have this information down, meaning you, you know how to fill it out so that if you qualify for not paying the 10 percent penalty you do that and you know how that if you're able to allocate the amount over a three-year period rather than rather than claiming it all in income in 2020 then uh, you you could take advantage of that as well. So once again, in addition, a coronavirus-related distribution, there's a link to that here, can be included in income in equal installments over a three-year period, and an individual has three years to repay a coronavirus-related distribution to a plan or IRA and undo the tax consequences of the distribution. So if you think of it as a loan, in other words, which again, you're not under normal conditions, you're not typically allowed to kind of take a loan out, you know, I'll take the money out and I'll take, I'll put it back in. So don't charge me the 10% penalty and, and, uh, and the, uh, make me record it as income. Uh, they kind of, they, they might, you might be able to pay it back then and kind of reverse the circumstances there. So again, if you took money out and a, and a lot of people did in 2020, cause you know, you gotta, gotta do what you got, then you might have, you want to look at these benefits and see, um. How you can lower the taxes related to the the consequences of the 401k and retirement plan distribution so taxpayers should also remember that they can make contributions to a traditional iras until april 15 2021 and still deduct that amount on their 2020 tax return if eligible so that's kind of like the last thing the last minute tax planning that you could still do oftentimes so normally you have to do things in the year of 2020 to affect your 2020 taxes but but uh, they give you up until the filing or april fifteenth, two 2021 to put money say into an ira for 2020 and if you put money into the ira then then typically you you would get to deduct it or or remove it from income in essence so that that could be a benefit and so if you have the cash to do that then make sure if you're filing by april 15th uh, see if you can pull that together it might be a benefit for taxes as well Obviously, you need cash to be able to do that. So new for 2000 or generally cash, but that was the most common form of any case. New for 2020, non-itemized can deduct $300 for charitable cash contributions. Previously, charitable contributions could only be deducted if taxpayers itemized their deductions. So now we got this $300 charitable contribution. So normally the charitable contributions are on the Schedule A, which is the itemized deductions, meaning you can only really get a benefit from it if you if you have itemized deductions but and then like a couple of years ago they they made it so that the standard deduction was higher they increased it so that they simplified the tax returns and gave more people a bigger standard deduction but that also means that less people are itemizing so that now they put this $300 that are above the line deduction meaning they're kind of like on the first page of the 1040 so you can you could still deduct up to you know $300 typically for charitable contributions, even if you're not itemizing. So keep that in mind. However, with the CARES Act, taxpayers who don't itemize deductions may take a charitable deduction. There's a link to that here. Up to $300 for cash contributions made in 2020 to qualifying organizations. For purposes of this deduction, qualifying organizations are those that are religious, charitable, educational, scientific, or uh, literary in purpose. So more so now more than ever, e-file is best. Now more than ever, the safest and best way to file a complete and accurate tax return and get a refund is to file electronically and use direct deposit. Taxpayers can visit irs.gov forward slash filing for more details about IRS free file, free file fillable forms, and free tax preparation sites. There's links to those items here. E-filing is also available through the trusted tax professional. So e-file is a great option for people who are only filing a tax return to claim the recovery rebate credit. And there's going to be many people that are in that boat as well, meaning they didn't get the recovery rebate credit. They're not normally required to file. But in that case, then, of course, you got to you got to file in order to get the recovery rebate credit. And there should be free options, hopefully, to, to do that. So the recovery, either because they didn't receive the economic impact payment or did not receive the full amount. The fastest way to get a refund is to file electronically and use direct deposit. Most refunds are issued in less than 21 days, but some refunds may take longer for a variety of reasons. So 21 days, they're saying here, but that's kind of like an average. So you can't really depend on it because it's an average. You could have outliers that could be substantially different, especially if there's going to be a problem. But 21 days. So taxpayers can track their refund using "Where's My Refund?" There's a link to that here on IRS.gov, or by downloading the IRS to Go mobile app. So you can check it on your phone, which is the super coolest way to do it. I don't, I don't have it yet, but you know, I'm gonna do it at some point. So will they get the personalized refund date and as soon as 24 hours after the tax return is electronically submitted? So most early, most early earned income tax credit, additional child tax credit filers uh, should see an update to where's my refund by february 22nd so just realize if you have those refundable credits like the child tax credit or the earned income tax credit There's a bit more of a delay there because the IRS has to be more skeptical and this makes sense about fraud related to those items due to the refundable nature of them so it takes a little bit more longer for them to check those returns so the irs cannot answer refund status inquiries unless it has been 21 days since the return was electronically filed irs tax help is available 24 hours a day at irs.gov where people can find answers to tax questions and resolve tax issues online from the safety of their home. The Let Us Help You page, there's a link to that here, helps answer most tax questions, and the IRS Services Guide uh, links to other important IRS services, and there's a link to that here. There'll be a link to this in the description.